listening to the New Mamas Podcast. Hey, it's your host, Lena Forrestal, and I'm so excited to talk about how to introduce your dog to your new baby. As a dog lover, some of you know that I have four dogs. This subject is near and dear to my heart. I went through quite a journey when I brought home my newborn, and I wish that I had a podcast like this to listen to at the time to just kind of help ease my fears and know where to start. So I am just so excited to have Nura Kitskaviti, CEO and co-founder of One Mind Dogs on the podcast today. One Mind Dogs is an innovative online dog training service. It's really cool. I'm so excited to have her on. She's definitely an expert. So. Nora, welcome to the podcast. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Thank you so much for the invitation. Um, it's a true honor to be on your podcast here. So thank you so much. Yeah, so I'm Nora and I'm originally from Finland, but I've been very international my whole life. So of course I'm Finnish. I can be anywhere or whatever you want to say. So I, I'm really um, like uh, my family also was already very international. Uh, when I was when I was young, it, to put it short, like my passion is simply happiness <laughs> and helping others to find happiness through value adding services. And in this case, it's about helping dog families to have a happy and balanced life. I think I can say that I'm also pretty experienced in different types of businesses, both as an entrepreneur but also as a board member. But I can also say that I'm extremely value-driven person. So that fact is actually leading my life pretty much. Everything what I do is always uh, with my values. I love that. Wait, and it's funny that you said your passion is happiness because it wasn't Finland rated the happiest country in the world. Well, that's true. I didn't even think about it, but that's true. And I think it's not the only time it was voted for that. Happiness is such a, it's a, such a large topic, but also it's really simple. And if you if you build your blocks in your life in a way that, that you make sure that you are feeling happiness, I think that's a long, long time perspective for happy happiness um as well. Not not thinking too much about getting happiness in the future or that your happiness is based on somebody else's behavior, for example. So that's a really big topic. And I would like to talk about that also for a long time. Oh my gosh, we should. Yes, I should have you back on to just talk about happiness because that's one of my passions too. I recently had this epiphany of like, what is success if you're not happy? Because I was thinking about like all these grand things that I had once dreamed of. Like I once dreamed of like, oh, I would like to be a chief marketing officer of a big company one day and blah, blah, blah. And I and then I was like, but I'm really happy right now where I am. Like, what is success if I'm not happy? So I don't know. Yeah, we should we should definitely talk about that. But also related, I mean, dogs bring us a lot of happiness. It isn't too far-fetched to see why you also have a dog training company and you are also a dog lover. Exactly. Uh, well, I've been a dog trainer since early 2000. So it's quite a, cool. a long time ago when I started. And since the beginning, the reason I got hooked with dog training and pe teaching people is in fact the thing that I saw how much more happier people got when they started to learn the dog's perspective and started to understand how they should behave so that the dog would learn to behave better. And actually at this point, um, I would like to introduce the um, One Mind Dogs method a bit because um, I think it will, it will explain a lot. So it's all based on this one special dog called Tekla. And she plays an es essential role in One Mind Dogs. As we, she was one of our co-founders, dog and very successful competition dog. But Tech Club became deaf suddenly, so that was the uniqueness um, of of that dog and the way our co-founder Janita Leinonen started to learn from Tekla how dogs actually view the world. And then she started to understand bit by bit that actually. The way we people tend to think about how dogs think and or how dogs will be should be trained, it's typically 
very uh, opposite. So she started to learn the signals that the dogs are looking at and how easily we can teach the dog even without saying anything to the dogs when we understand how dogs learn. So that's that's the basics of one mind dog method and and we can say that deaf dog Tekla taught us how to listen do- to dogs and and this is why we are here and why one mind dogs is is and is going to be growing um and and searching for wider audience we want to give happiness that way to all dog families yes i can definitely attest to you are much happier as a dog owner when you and your dog can kind of speak the same language. And I have taken some of and I've seen some of the training videos that One Mind Dogs does. Actually, full transparency, I actually used to voice over. I did some voiceover for some of the videos for One Mind Dogs. And I was involved in some of the beginning of the course. It worked because we used a lot of the One Mind Dogs method with our puppy Kipling who, if you guys are listening and you follow me on Instagram, you know that Kipling is my very big, annoying dog. He's just annoying. Like, love him, but he's, you know, all dogs have their personalities and he's annoying, but he's re- he's our most trained dog. And I think it's because we were using the One Mind Dogs method ever since he was a puppy. When you had children, so you mentioned your son is 12, which is so cute. And he has like this gaming setup. So and she's sitting in on his gaming setup and it's so cute. But okay, when you had him, what was your experience? Did you have dogs when you had him? I'm assuming you did. Yes, yes. And actually, if I if I can come back to a little bit what you yes. just said before, uh, because all dog owners, we are dreaming about the happy and balanced life with our dogs. That's right. And they actually they do bring, as you mentioned, a lot of joy and happiness into our lives. But it's really good to Keep in mind that that happens only when they when the dogs are well behaved. Unfortunately, in the reality, a lot of dogs are having at least one behavior issue, and even one tiny challenge can actually destroy the happiness and the balance. And this is a topic I'm super passionate about because there are so small details that you can a little bit transform in your in your routines that you can actually change that and have that well-behaved dog. But yeah, going back to your question, yes, yeah, so I indeed have two kids. So I have nine and 12 years old sons. Um, for over 10 years, I had five dogs and two babies. Oh <laughs> and I was competing very actively, professionally, with three of my dogs and also coaching so cool. at the same time and competing maybe almost every weekend <laughs> in Finland and abroad. So I was pretty busy, actually. Um, and then my best competition dog was actually a dog that I thought that he would not, like, never get used to the kids. That's mm-hmm. what I thought initially. But in the end, all my dogs have loved the kids. And I think it's also a lot to do that, um, of course, the dogs had really good basic understanding of how to live balanced uh, life together. And also that I have the children a lot how to be with dogs so that's um that's maybe the most critical and sometimes with their friends i have needed to be a lot more strict with them because if the children don't have any experience with dogs so then they can actually cause lots of problems in the long run so if you think about we are typically afraid of other dogs attacking your dog but at the same time a bad experience with with the child can also cause like life, lifelong trauma for the dog, and that's why I would be very cautious um, with kids and especially with other kids um, that you don't know, so that you can prevent any sort of misbehavioral from any side. <laughs> yeah, I am so with you. I mean, we'll jump around in this episode a little bit, but. Absolutely. Like I've been teaching my son since he was three months old how to touch the dog. And it sounds crazy, right? A three month old, but they do get it. Like you do, it does ingrain in them. And I think my biggest fear, I love my dogs, trust my dogs, but I, I'm also not ignorant to the fact that they are animals and this is a baby. And I think 
that's probably the biggest misconception is I think dog owners might have a little bit too high expectations with their dogs who have never had experience with children and then too high expectations with their children, you know, they're, they're children and they're babies and they're toddlers and they don't, their, their movements are still so uncontrolled and they still have very impulsive behaviors. But yeah, we actually built an entertainment space outside of our yard because we just didn't want anyone else's kids around our dogs. Not because our dogs aren't good dogs, but because we just don't want that experience because it just takes that one time, right? Like it's just one time, one second. And not everybody has experience with dogs. That's just the the truth. Yeah, definitely. And what you what you said is is totally correct. And and I also, even though my baby time, it's quite a few years ago, but I can totally relate that um, that babies and children can learn a lot if you are just consistent with what you are guiding them to do. And then. I actually kept my babies in a fence. <laughs> Sometimes you put the puppies there, but I also used it for for the kids. So it was it made it gave me some minutes to do something like cook or take a shower or something. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. We had the same thing. Like our house is all baby gates, and I want to dive into a little bit about what your experience was like introducing your dogs when you came home from the hospital. But something that I did that I think is such a good piece of advice for new moms is Regalo Baby, the company, sells this really long baby gate. And I know here in America, like open concept houses are really popular where there's like no walls and no. So it's just like one big open space, which can be hard when you have a lot of if you have dogs and babies right where to contain them but regalo sends a really big sells a really big baby gate and that was a godsend in the beginning just to be able to have that peace of mind of i need to get up and go to the kitchen and make a bottle and i just don't want the dog swarming around the baby so that's just my one that was my one piece of advice but what was your experience like coming home from the hospital and introducing your dogs to your babies if you remember I know I'm asking a lot. I'm yeah. asking you to dig in your memory a little bit. <laughs> like my experience is not that relatable because I knew know that I did the background with the dogs already beforehand. So yeah. I think if you, if you are thinking about, I would like to rather go like what to do when the owner is expecting. And Perfect. Like, um, Let's is start there, there. Yeah. So is there something to do? Because the moment that you bring the dog home is... Oh, no, I mean the puppy. No, the baby. <laughs> Which one we are bringing home? Yeah. Same, so same. Whoever is, whoever is coming, it doesn't matter who it is. But that moment is, is actually just one piece of it. So I would start already before and make sure of a couple of things because there is, there is a lot that you can do. And in, in fact, I would warmly recommend that everyone would do the same preparation work with their dogs, even there is no baby coming. And yeah. uh, as, as you mentioned, the, the gate, um, but it can be something else or, um, or, or puppy pen or whatever. But it, it's really important that for the dog, there is a private own space for the dog so that it's somewhere where the dog feels comfortable and safe and, and can relax. And that will then be that safe and stress-free place for the dog later when the baby is actually in the house as well. And then another um, very important thing that you should be doing already now um, before anything and whatever type of dog you have, build a trusting and balanced relationship with the dog. So if you don't do that effort, you will be you might be in more trouble uh, when the baby arrives. Um, so educate yourself to train and activate the dog with high quality. And that will naturally then develop and en enhance the relationship also, also after the baby is born. So you should keep on working with the relationship and collaboration with the dog throughout the dog's life. And there are a couple of rules that I, I kind of would really recommend everyone to to follow and keep and stick with them so first is it's really important to teach your dog to calm down 
calm down without you being next to it. So mm. we know that dogs are super cute and we always want to cuddle them and keep them next to us. But it's important that you don't pay attention all the time to the dog and or keep it next to you all the time. That actually is preventing also like um, um, like other anxieties that dogs might have when they're left alone. If you think about the fact that your attention will be shared big time when the baby is born. So it's, it's very critical that the dog is used to being by itself and not beside you all the time. So it will for sure prevent a lot of stress factors and unwanted behavior. And also this is maybe the rule that typically people feel really like struggle with this, but I would not take the dog the bed or sofa. So this is just to keep it simple. There is no other but to keep it simple. So it might be totally okay with your dog, but for some or many, it might actually cause a lot of problems later on. And so I would suggest that it's better preventing the problems and teaching the dog to sleep somewhere else. So then you don't have to push the dog away when the baby is on the bed or whatever, 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 so that they are used to and they are trained and reinforced to sleep somewhere else yes and then I'm, yeah that's a that's really <laughs> maybe you have some experience about this i don't know no i just want to reinforce the fact that like yes like it is very common for people to have their dogs on the sofa and sleep with them in the bed it's a very very hard habit to break when you start doing it if there was something that i could do over in getting my dogs it would be right away no dogs on the bed no dogs on the sofa because it is very, very hard to break. That's it. I just literally last night I slept. There were too many animals and babies in my bed. Like there was my husband, my toddler, and then one of our big dogs and then one of our small dogs. And it was just like, I'm like, what is this? Like we had a good thing going. We weren't letting the dogs on the bed. And then all of a sudden they came up again. So yeah, that's all. I just wanted to add that in. <laughs> like but you you obviously need a bigger bed then. <laughs> we have we have a big bed. I don't want a bigger bed. But yes, sorry, go on. The next rule. These are all so good. Those were the, maybe the biggest rules. But then if we think about like your everyday life with the dog, and this is a topic I, I would like to, you know, talk about like big time and really get people to understand that actually you don't have to do anything more with the dog to train it well. Um, you just need to do those things when you are connecting to the dog a little bit smarter way <laughs> so thinking about like transforming all the routines that you have with your dog feeding it going out with it coming home going out whatever things that you have in your everyday life where you are somehow connected with your dog then like change those moments to be some sort of educational moment mm -hmm. and what that means is that every time when you are paying attention to your dog, you are teaching something. You That is reinforcing some sort of behavior. And that's sometimes very difficult to understand for us people, like all of us. Um, for example, uh, we are really easily actually reinforcing the opposite behavior that we think we are. For example, if a dog is jumping on you, we usually just focus on like pushing the dog away and telling not to jump. But we could rather actually start all over and think what we want the dog to do and then reinforce that. And you don't even need to say anything to the dog. You just stay calm and reinforce when it's doing the right thing. And this is a big thing. And this is where One More Dogs is giving the support. And our puppy training program is very simple to actually do. And, 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 and it's really quick. Every day uh, we have like really easy and quick lessons to, to go through every day and it's building the blocks for this sort of everyday life that you are connected with your dog and you use each moment a bit smarter way yeah actually we did we used that method with all our dogs so for everyone listening like we got we didn't start we had one dog that's a puppy but our other dogs were rescues that were already full grown and I think it's probably it's probably easier to teach them when they're a puppy, but full grown dogs can still learn new tricks. And we use that method. We reinforced good behavior. And I, what I like about one mind dogs method is that it's not 
It's not obedience training. I think when a lot of people think of train dog training, they think sit, stay, and it's like teaching those. But instead, like you're really, like you said, reinforcing the good behaviors throughout the day, which is just being calm, laying down, staying still. Like we would give them a treat every time they were just relaxed. So they exactly. like knew. Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like you said, like and we're focusing. not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like really, whenever we saw them just chilling, like, okay, here you go. There's a treat. Yes. That's what we want you to do. Instead of like trying to say, you know, lay down. And then when they lay down, you give them a treat. It's just more so trying to ingrain that behavior in them naturally. So it works. It really works. And are we live in peace with our four dogs, which is kind of crazy. But because we we did so much of this training in the beginning when we first got our pack, like it's it's now like a manageable except for the couch and the bed problem. It's manageable. Like we live in peace because of that. Well, I'm so happy to hear that because that's exactly the point. And um, the, kind of the traditional way of thinking dog ownership and dog training is indeed the words and the, mm-hmm. the commands. The wor- yes, commands, exactly. Yeah, but they will learn the words. That's like for sure. But first we have to have a behavior. <laughs> so that's, and we need to understand what happens inside dog's, dog's mm-hmm. head. Yeah. Yeah. And like, what's wonderful is I do see, so I see a difference. Like for example, like my in-laws have a dog and they did not do any dog training with the dog. And it's just interesting to see how, like when we have, if we have company over, our dogs are all relaxed, laying on the ground, like not going crazy. And we see other dogs just like really losing their mind if there's new people in the house. So the training really does work. Like, I think that's just like the amazing thing is when you see the fruits of your labor and you're like, oh, wow, like this stuff actually works. This episode is sponsored by Credem. Did you know that over 70% of children do not consume adequate nutrients from their diet? This is why I'm working with Credem.com. Credem.com is a distributor of all natural and eco-friendly home, skin and health products created by Shackley. These products are clinically tested and clinically proven. One of the things I love about Credem and the Shackley products are their focus on children and mothers. They offer personalized vitamin packs for the children and adults called Neology, and they come in gummy or pill form. What is great is that they offer higher discounts on the Miology Kids packs for the more kids you have. Also, starting in November, they will be releasing their pre- and postnatal line to help support mothers and their children in such an important time in their life. Credem also offers ways to become a distributor yourself and make extra income all from home. For a limited time, any purchase on Credem.com will enter you to win one free month of Miology Kids personalized gummy packs. If you want to learn more, go to Credem.com, that is C-R-E-I-D-M.com, or check them out on Instagram at Credem Life. I'll have their info in the show notes, so be sure to check them out. Now, let's get back to the show. So you mentioned, so before you come home with the baby and you're in the fourth, no, the third trimester or second trimester, whatever, you're pregnant and you have your dog, you should really start preparing then by having this relationship, like working on your relationship with your dog and reinforcing the good behavior. So that's where it starts. Exactly. Yes. So that's to build the basic behavior skills. Mm -hmm. So that's where it begins. Um, Typically. Most of the people are lacking with this, unfortunately, and some are really lucky and they don't have any problems. And then there are a lot of people who have problems. Uh, so mm-hmm. preventing those problems is the key. But of course, if you have problems, you can always start over. Yes. So always you can go back to the ba- baby or puppyhood time, I mean. And for example, you can start over with your adult dog with our puppy training program as well so that really works and also with rescues and all that because you it doesn't matter what what's the age of the dog but it's about like how well you have been training and building your relationship together with the dog yeah absolutely and exactly i'm a testament to that i have adult dogs that went through the puppy training and they <laughs> they came out really great i think a lot of what you mentioned is having boundaries too with the dog like Basically, like you have this relationship with your dog, but then you're also establishing boundaries as well. Just the same way we establish boundaries with people, right? Like there is definitely like lines that cannot be crossed. And the same is 
with your dog. So after an owner has started working on their relationship and they've gone back to basics, what should they do when they come home with the newborn? Yeah, this is a really good good question with no simple answer. Yeah, <laughs> because right. all, all the dogs are so different. Mm-hmm. But I want to kind of like my overall advice here is to not to take risks. So rather be more careful than too brave. And in case the dog is super kind and has experience with children, there is no need for any extra tricks or preparation. But the first rule, however, is to be calm yourself. So when we are calm and not stressed, the dogs and also the babies stay calm too and they feel safe. If you have those gates, you you mentioned, like, I don't know, do you call them like child gates or what do you call them? We call them baby gates. Baby gates. Uh, so that's a really good way of kind of balancing the, the life. So you can also do it in a way that you arrive home with the baby and keep the dog um, behind the, the gate for a couple of days and just be calm and don't pay any attention or make any extra, you know, moment of the baby. Um, when the dog has already learned to calm down by itself, it will calm quickly and and it's just normal routines. And then the dog will learn these new routines by following you and the baby and, and it will get the smells and sounds and, and that will quickly be a new normal to the dog as well. Yeah. And then the actual baby is not a big deal at all. Um, but when you think about getting into closer connection between the dog and the baby, um, I would say that it helps when you have or you are two people. So another one with the baby and other one teaching the dog. Mm-hmm. So I would not rush uh, with the dog and let it go free and all that because baby is such a small creature. <laughs> And dogs, even though they are, can be small, um, but they can be very active and and physical. So I would I would start in a way that let's teach the dog how to behave when baby is there close to the dog. So take lots of treats with you, something really delicious, not maybe the boring one, but those <laughs> that the dog actually cares about, and then. The other one is with the baby, and then you can just like uh, do some exercises with the dog for calming down or coming close um, and being calm. And and what keeps the attention to you is that you are giving the treats repeatedly, you know, quickly uh, in a kind of in a Jane manner, like Jane, so that actually, and then you can go away again, and then you can come back and start over. So the dog learns that you don't have to get crazy when there is a baby and you yes. can actually go calmly so you can actually practice this um if you keep the dog on a leash that helps a lot even though you're inside so i i very often actually advise people to to keep the dog on a leash if you want to have some sort of management of the environment because then you don't have to tell the dog anything you just keep it on the lead and then wait for the dog to um, offer the correct behavior, for example, in this sort of uh, situation. Um, And remember that you really need to reinforce and teach the dog to behave as you want, uh, calmly and respectfully. If you focus on on telling the dog that what it should not do, the dog will not learn how it should actually behave. So that's really important fact that we easily forget. However, if your dog is wild and jumping and easily using its mouth, that many dogs actually do that, I would be very much more prepared. For example, before uh, the birth, I would actually um, teach the dog to wear muzzle. So then that's actually, so when that is comfortable with the dog and it's totally fine with it, that would be uh, a good way of, you know, making sure that nothing happens because even though it, the dog is playing, but if it's using its mouth, it can be very harmful for, for the baby. And another tip is to keep the baby gate between the, the baby and the dog um, for a while so that it can smell fluid and all that. But, but yeah, so I would be cautious and careful. So that's for sure. And maybe some people might feel that it sounds 
terrible and terrifying what I just mentioned, the tips, but on the other side, they are not harming the dog at all. Like it's just a normal way for them to behave. And then when you reinforce it all positive way, I would not punish the dog at any point and and everything is based on positive reinforcement. But you have to be smart still. So it's not only giving the treat, but you have to actually understand what behavior you want to reinforce and focus on only one behavior at a time. Yeah, that's such good advice. It's so and it's so true what you said, like every dog is so different. So there is no right answer except of reinforcing the behavior that you want around your baby. And we actually did that too. So we would have, we called it like supervised, like um, supervised um, connection time. Like when our baby was doing tummy time. So when our son was a newborn and doing tummy time, we would let one dog in and just to see how they acted around the dog. Of course, if they wanted to come in, because one of our dogs was very disinterested in the baby and we never forced anything. I think that's the other piece of advice I have too for people is sometimes I see people forcing their dogs to do something by like grabbing their collar and pulling their head and to do something so like, and I just really listen to your dog the same way that you would listen to a human being. Like you wouldn't pull a human being to like see your baby if they didn't want to, like you should, really listen to that dog. But when one of our dogs would come in and he would, you know, sniff around, but then the second he laid down, we would give him a treat. So we were, again, reinforcing that behavior of like laying down, being gentle, being calm around the baby. And that really worked. But yeah, every dog is so different. And I think a lot of, we actually did. So the leash method that you mentioned, we actually did that when it came to eating. Like I know dinner time can be such a a hectic time in your house with a dog because they just want to be at the table and begging. But one of our very Kipling, who's our very annoying dog, we actually used to leash him up to give him like this physical boundary when we were eating. And that actually really worked too. And I think a lot of people just forget that you can use a leash inside the house as well. Sounds really good. I um I agree totally. And it's actually funny that we people very easily also kind of see it as a problem if the dog doesn't want to play with other dogs or with kids or whatsoever. So it's, they are just different. So yeah, if there is no, no dog. They don't have to play with other dogs at all, for example. Yes. Thank so, you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for saying that. That's so true. Just like with people, right? Like exactly. If your dog is, if your dog ignores the baby, that's, in a, my perspective, like in our household, we thought that was good. Like when everybody just ignored each other, that was a win in our book. Because what that meant was that our child wasn't anything special or new or exciting in the environment. It was just, eh, you know, just another, just another part of the day. So yeah, I would say don't be too concerned too if your dog is really disinterested in your baby. It doesn't mean that they don't like them. It just means that they they're not interested and that's okay. And on the on the so we talked a lot about puppy dogs and we'll come back to dogs, but how do we teach our babies and our kids to act safely around dogs? That's I think this is the most important thing in this discussion. Uh you actually mentioned really well already that even you have started with the baby to um, how to touch the dog. So that was really good, good that you actually can uh, teach kids really early on um, how to do things uh, also. Uh, in general, I would say that it's very super <laughs> important that all the children in the family actually practice with the dog and in a smart way. So for example, when following the one mind dog, puppy training program, I would always advise that everyone in the family do the training lessons um, with the dog every day. Um, and that's the absolute best way, in my opinion, to first like build relationship and respect between the two, and then to um, learn how to get the dog to actually behave well and to do what you want them to do. So it's called training. <laughs> but if you if if, for example, one person in the family doesn't do this effort, um, I would like 
I have some my suspicions that what type of relationship they would have in the future. So the more you do together um, this side of this kind of things with your dog, the better relationship you will have. Um, with small babies, I would just reinforce um, calm and respectful behavior um, and to make sure that the dog actually has its own own space and, and peace. And and with, with kids, when they get a little bit older, I would be very strict with the babies and the toddlers not to throw anything at the dog, for example, or not to go to the dog when they're sleeping or eating or playing even with other dogs, for example. So always, I would actually teach the kids that always when you want to pay, pay attention to the dog, ask the dog to come to you. So then mm -hmm. it's actually, that's a training session itself already. And then there is no risk of any sort of misunderstanding between the two. Such good advice. And especially when they're toddlers and they can understand a little bit more, that's when you can really teach them like not yeah, to ask the dog to come to you and not to approach the dog during certain just instinctually, you know, volatile times like sleeping where they feel very vulnerable. Eating. Eating is a big one that we have in our house, too. Like, like the second Archie could like move on his own, it was like, you do not go to the dog when they're eating. Like, do not go near the bowl. Like it was just and now and now he knows. But but toddlers if anyone's listening that has a toddler, you know that you need to repeat things every single day. And I, I literally, I do that with Archie like every single day. I say, you do not, because they get crazy sometimes. Like I said, like you do not jump on the dog. You do not run at the dog. You act very, you slow and gentle. That's, those are usually the words I use with, with Archie, my son is we're slow and we're gentle with the dogs. Like the other day I had to go to the kitchen and he was sitting next to one of my dogs, Siggy, and I had to go to the kitchen. So, you know, they were left unattended, which I don't like to do, but he was sitting down watching TV. It was fine. But before I left, I said, Archie, we have to be very gentle with Siggy. Okay. Remember gentle, gentle. And I'll like use his hands and show him reinforce that like gentle behavior. But yeah, like you were saying, don't, don't take the risk. I don't know. I just think like, don't take the risk. I don't know if I'm just like a naturally paranoid person. I love our dogs, but it just, it just takes that one time. And I think, I don't know. I just, it's not worth it to me. It's like risk reward. It's not worth it. Like the risk is too high to just to, to risk something like leaving your babies or your anything, anyone unattended. Yes, I agree. Totally. And there are some dogs that are can be super friendly and they can let the, the kids do everything and all that. But um but still I would be more uh, you know, um preventative um than as you said. So I, I totally agree. Because then the the downside is so damaging and so it can be very dangerous. Um but actually there is one thing that um with older children especially and also with adults but um for children especially um i would advise and guide the um the kids to play with the dog instead of throwing stuff um to do some like brain work and that's like Ooh. the basic obedience training that we do in the program as well so staying still or a trick to go to, into the collar or the name or like something that is where the, the dog is actually using its brain or nose. Um, when people tend to throw a lot of things and a lot of time, uh, like uh, during the day, um, and having this, what is it? How do you call it? Like retweeting? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's actually causing the fact that dogs will get more stressed about it because it's kind of hunting behavior in, mm -hmm. in that matter. So um, if you are throwing balls for the dog on a regular basis, um, it will get more stress. And if you think about family, especially with kids, uh, we want to make sure that the dog is mentally balanced. So I would avoid a lot of hunting type of games um, with, with the dog. And also if you think about the dog and our small hands with 
the kids small hands and so it's so there are so many ways to happen and like accidents with the with the dog grabbing for example a toy and then actually grabbing the hand and it's not intentional so yeah that's also like one um one part of it and talking about teeth so with puppies um well we might talk more about puppies but that's also rather start with puppies as well to stay calmly like sit sit down calmly and 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 then um being for a start rather than playing a lot of games where the puppy is using its mouth and teeth because it's so natural for them anyway and then they are so sharp and painful. so sharp <laughs> awful just awful yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. I love how you mentioned that like fetch. Oh yeah. Fetch. That's the, okay. Yeah, fetch. Yeah. I was trying to think, I was trying to think too. I was like, gosh, I know we have a word for it. Fetch is a hunting behavior. That is so, that's so true. We actually don't play fetch a lot in our house, um, but we also don't do any brain work. So I feel like that's something that's fun that I think my toddler would really love to do with the dog. So I think I'm going to try that. Oh yeah. Puppy. Puppy teeth is just awful. Like at last, our last puppy was Kipling and like John and I looked at each other. We're like, we just never want a puppy again. Like the puppy teeth are so bad. But anyway, um, when it comes to puppies in general, because I know a lot of people do get puppies when they have babies because they want them to grow up together. What are your top five tips to succeed with a puppy? That's a good point and good question. Um, I will start with, uh, I just had a webinar about like a free of charge webinar about this topic. So I will link, give that link to you um, as well, because it's actually putting my thinking together. Um, um, but I think the easiest way to succeed with a puppy is to follow, literally follow the One Mind Dogs Puppy Training Program, the app, um, and repeat those small lessons several times a day and throughout the dog flights. So that's a good, good to start yeah. with. Because it all starts from understanding the dog's perspective. And when you know how dogs learn and you know how your behavior is in reality impacting the dog, you will succeed. We tend to have, as you mentioned in the beginning, so we people have lots of expectations, but they are not realistic. And we have a lot of like assumptions and all that. So being curious and then realistic with, with those um, will help a lot and then understanding the fact that we actually what i mentioned before so we like um we like many times reinforce the opposite behavior that we think we are reinforcing and it's just natural uh so there is nothing bad with that but it's just um good to be curious with this topic as well so that you can learn more about like what it means in your everyday life yeah and then yeah, with the puppies, I would stick with the couple of rules I mentioned earlier. So teaching the, the dog to calm down by itself and not paying attention to it all the time. And also like teaching the, uh, the puppy to focus and like stay still <laughs> in a way and not rush to everything. And then um, and the rules I mentioned about them, about the bed and, and sofa. So that might help also with the... Um, combination of kids and and dogs and then be active so puppies and dogs they're not furniture you know many times <laughs> when the dog is adult and everything is kind of okay then the dog transforms to be uh, furniture and you, just yes. keep the food, you take it out and keep the food take it out and that's it so you don't have to do anything more as i mentioned but you can do everything in a bit more smarter way and that actually activates the dog and keeps your relationship good and keep the dog mentally healthy as well so that's very important to kind of think about that fact it's not just a puppy training program it's not just a local puppy school it's like lifelong journey with the with the with the dog and what we are aiming to build in the future is a service for all dog owners to to have a simplified tool for the dog ownership in a way you don't have to actually think of your that you are training the dog but how you live with the dog and how you actually yeah the dog throughout the day and it so that it doesn't stress you more 
or take more of your time. But if you're just a bit more smart. <laughs> yeah, no, you're so right. It's less of a training. I mean, it's called training. It is training, but it's also a methodology that you do adopt and keep with you for the rest of, you know, you and your dog's time together. Um, and I something else you mentioned, too, where you encourage the whole family to participate in these lessons so that everybody's using the same methodology. I feel like that is so that is such good advice. Also with parenting, if you think about it with parenting, too, it's the same thing. Like you can't be the strict one. And then dad is like the cool, relaxed one. Like you really have to show up together as a team, as a united front And when it comes to parenting. And same thing with your dogs as well. So that's so true. Yeah, and I actually, um, like my son, when he was 10, he actually did the program with our recent, not puppy anymore, but dog, and it's a ducks hunt, a hunting ducks hunt. So Ooh. you wouldn't think that it's a trainable, well, it's not that trainable, that's true, too, but, but you can do a lot with it, and especially before it starts, the hunting instincts get on fire. But so actually, when you are following one of my puppy training program, you can join our Facebook group because then you can see um, my son's Uno. He is actually speaking English in the videos and he's training um, the dachshund puppy there. So, so cute. And, and that's even though the parents are not that into learning new stuff, I think our app is just brilliant for kids. So it doesn't matter even what age, they just need to able to read a bit and understand a bit but it's all in english and it's super simple and it's super engaging and when they actually do it then they notice really quickly oh my god it actually works the same what you were saying already in the beginning so i think uh that's the future of dog training to train the children to be a bit better than our generation with understanding the dog's perspective yes yeah, like, I mean, I feel like I could talk for hours about this topic, too. Just it's just such a good lifelong skill to know how to behave around the dog, even if, you know, dogs, unfortunately, don't live as long as we do. But your children might go to a friend's house where there are dogs that like they will always have a scenario where they are around dogs. So my two my two cents are. One, teach your children how to behave around dogs so that something bad doesn't, something traumatic doesn't happen. And then that child is afraid of dogs for the rest of their life because that sucks. I, I've i known people who are afraid of dogs and it's a sucky fear to have. So you're really empowering your child to act confidently around dogs and to not have that fear because they know how to behave. Maybe that's one thing. But yeah, anyway, I could talk forever. but. With the remaining time we have available, tell us a little bit. Well, you told us a lot about One Mind Dogs, but is there anything else that you wanted to add in before we wrap up? Yeah, well, yeah, I, I think I have been um, saying quite a bit. Um, but in, in short, like how One Mind Dogs can help all dog families is that we have this puppy training program, which is really easy to follow and you don't have to Google anymore. We are there to help you. So the customer and the coach support is actually included in the price. So you can just uh, schedule a call or send us that message or email and we will always help you and support you. So that one. But when after the, the basic training, um, even though that should follow uh, like, like for a long time, so it's not just for one or two months, I think you should be engaged to do the basic training um, for a long time. But uh, in addition to that, uh, we have this, uh, foundation for One Mind Dogs Method kind of Agility Foundation. Uh, but that is a program that is very suitable for anyone. You don't need any obstacles and you will learn again more how to actually activate your dog better and how to have fun with your dog. And it's only like five, ten minutes is enough and you can do it in your living room or in the garden or in the dog park or wherever. So this is something that is so addicting actually when you see that, that it works and it actually makes your relationship so much better so i really recommend everybody to try out also also that um after the puppy basic training Ooh, i love that thank you 
Well, Nora, thank you so much for being here today. I am I'm sensing that we're going to have a part two because I feel like we could go on and on and on as two dog lovers and people who have dogs and kids that just like we brought, I feel like so much real life experience into this too. So tell us where everyone can connect with you and where they can find One Mind Dogs. Well, the best place for One Mind Dogs is our uh, web pages like www.onemindogs.com. Um, you can also find us on Instagram and then you can find uh, me on LinkedIn. And also on Instagram, I have this new account, like the awesome dog owner account, so that everybody is welcome to follow that. It's still a small account, but it's it's there and I'm going, I have some plans for it. So please join that channel as well. And, and then, of course, we are on Facebook and everywhere and also Twitter a little bit. So you can find us everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> I and, and then I I would maybe also subscribe to our newsletters because especially for now puppies we have uh, some great content and we have free of charge webinars uh, for everyone everyone to to watch and learn more so please join and and also let us know how you how you feel about them and do you learn uh, did you learn something from the webinars it would be great to hear some feedback. Ooh, I love that. I'm definitely actually going to sign up for the newsletters. I would like, like, even if you know a little bit about dog training, I feel like a refresher is always good because you get, not that you get lazy, but like my, my husband and I have definitely gotten lax and lazy in some of the behaviors. So, and sometimes we notice and we need to like reinforce it again. But yeah, oh, I'm excited. Well, everyone listening, thank you for being here. I will include everything in the show notes. So if you're confused of where to find Nora or One Mind Dogs, just go to the show notes and everything will be linked there. And yeah, catch us back next week for the next episode. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the New Mamas podcast. This podcast was created to help first-time moms everywhere navigate this new stage of life and talk about the honest and the raw moments in motherhood. I'm your host, Lena Forrestal. I'm a working mom by day and a blogger, photographer, and podcaster by mid-afternoon. And as a first-time mom myself, I'm on this journey with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And if you did, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite listening platform. You can donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash newmamaspodcast. Stay in touch by following us on Instagram at newmamaspodcast and Lena Forrestal. Thanks again and stay tuned next week for the next episode. Bye.